A white magical substance was found inside of the White House, and after confirmation by the Secret Service after some testing, it was cocaine. Welcome back to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast with me, your host, Nico Ortiz. Hope you guys all had a good 4th of July weekend, set off some fireworks and stuff like that, and spent time with friends and family. But let me tell you guys what's going on in the news with this week's brief. We're going to talk about some magical powder found inside of the White House. Military recruiting efforts are getting even worse and worse than we possibly thought. How some of you shoplifters may want to possibly move to California. The world's getting a little warm, and when I say warm, Earth had its hottest days ever recorded this month. Which really won't help you because apparently now if you work out too hard, you could have a stroke, which is something very interesting we're going to cover. Alzheimer's. Yeah, we have a FDA-approved drug for Alzheimer's with some deadly, deadly side effects. And lastly, we're going to be covering some cool international news. It's something different we're going to try now on the briefs for the Brutally Honest podcast. And let me know how you guys like it. We're going to try to cover more topics and just briefly graze over them like we've been doing. I saw in the comments of last week's episode, some of you guys mentioned the things going on at the White House. So apparently last week, a white magical substance was found inside of the White House. And after confirmation by the Secret Service after some testing, it was cocaine. Secret Service agents found traces of illegal narcotics while President Joe Biden was away at Camp David for a retreat. By the way, you guys will see here in the future, they are trying to make it very, very clear that none of the Biden family was at the White House when this was discovered. I've left places at some place in time and people have found it later on. So they're preaching on that really hard. I'm going to show you guys a clip later on, um, which is going to be very interesting. They later confirmed it was the West Wing lobby where guests enter before taking private tours. So they're kind of trying to get away from the whole point of it could be anybody who works at the White House or is part of the Biden family, that there's just no possible way. And then it's more likely going to be part of a private tour. I would say that too, if I worked inside the White House, because if it turned out to be any kind of staff or anybody like that, it's probably a really bad thing. It was found in the West Wing lobby, which serves as a reception room for some visitors. It is even more troubling that staff are authorized to give those tours for people who go through background screenings, which they're asked to leave their cell phones in small boxes. So I guess the question is, how did it get to where it was? Hmm, since you're not supposed to be having anything bad and they do these screenings, it's like, where's the flaw? I don't know. If we could guess, maybe it's not the people doing the tours since now we're only talking about how it could be people during the tours. I have worked with the White House before, specifically the White House Communications Department, and I would be lying to you guys if I didn't say there's literally cameras everywhere. There's not a place you can't see. So how do we not know right now who did this? There's legit no way you don't know who brought cocaine to the White House because all you got to do is, oh, let's start looking back at every single of the 30 bazillion cameras inside the White House. You'll find out who it was. I promise you. And one of the main reasons this wasn't covered in last week's podcast is because I was like, wow, this is a very, very new, new, new thing that I don't want to jump to conclusions on. I kind of want to let the news unfold, have some facts pop out. But now after the Secret Service has confirmed that it was 
It's like, okay, let's figure out who did this. Representative James Comer said, the presence of illegal drugs in the White House is unacceptable and a shameful moment in the White House history. There have been a lot of things happening this last, I don't know, like three years um, that have been very shameful for the whole country. So it was bound to happen at the White House. And if you guys are on any kind of social media platform, then I'm sure you guys have seen the memes of Hunter Biden being involved with this. But the White House press made sure to say that the Biden family was not there when the or substance was found. But apparently the White House lady has been getting really, really triggered or upset every single time the question is asked. So they came out with this when a reporter asked, oh, are you sure no one from the Biden family was involved? Let's go ahead and watch this clip really quick. So to ask that question is actually incredibly irresponsible. And, and, um, I'll just leave it there. Now, don't get me wrong. I 100% understand somebody asking a question and you answering that question 50 million times. But to say that it's irresponsible of you or you shouldn't ask questions like that, those are bad questions. What are you trying to say? That we shouldn't ask questions over and over again because new information is always coming out. So maybe last time you answered it, you didn't know what you know now. And I think it's just their way of like being, please get off our backs. We don't want you to ask these questions because we're gonna get caught up eventually but we'll see how it unfolds in the future because you already know it is not going away just like how the military's recruiting crisis is not going away anytime soon it is getting much much worse let me go ahead and read you guys something really quick before i read this yes i have kind of covered this topic but i want you guys to know it is getting worse and new things are arising 80 percent of recruits have relatives who have served some being the majority of why they are currently serving but then again only one percent of the population currently serves we have to remember that the vet veteran population is dying and that the main thing is military family members are telling their young ones not to join and that is a really, really, really big deal. Because if you have your kids or like your little cousins or family members who have served, you look up to them and you're like, man, I want to be like you. Should I do it? And they're looking to you for motivation. And then the veterans or service members look are like, no, I don't think you should join. I don't want my son or my daughter joining the military right now because it's completely gone to shit. That is not good for the military at all. 80% of those serving right now are serving because their family members served. So once that timeline dies out, you'll have 80% less. You got that 20%. It's really not going to get better until things start to change in the military. I 100% understand this. You serve with the people to your left and your right. And you depend on those people. You love them. They become your family. But now when you look at, you know, like I said, your kids, your family members, whoever, you're like, man, I see the way the military is going. I know how strong and tough they were on us to make sure that the people on your left and your right were strong. I don't think you're going to have that strength because now we have all these sensitive, weak, soft little is joining and I don't want my friend or family members getting killed. So that's why I'm truly like, you guys need to make the decisions. I believe the military is great, but if I had a kid, would I be like, oh, you need to join the military? No, if I had a kid, I'd be like, no, don't, don't do it, bro. That's not safe. One, regardless of how strong they are, I, I have to risk and hope that the people that they serve with are, are strong and will take care of them. You cannot. You can't depend on it. Basic training is not what it used to be. It's soft. It doesn't make people hard or tough anymore. And the military is just getting easier on the new people coming in. So I'm like, no, this is a terrible 
decision. But to all of you veterans out there, I would love to know if you guys are actually recommending your family members to join or if you're not recommending your family members and friends to join. Because I would say a majority of my people, and I think I've covered this either on live stream on Twitch or Kick or wherever, a lot of people I know are just like, no, I don't want my kids doing it. I don't want my kids joining the military, thinking about the military until it changes, until it gets harder. Because the second it gets harder, you know the discipline's coming back in, the toughness, the grit, and everybody will be fine at that point. But you're only as strong as your weakest link. And that is very weak. You basically just have civilians joining and continuing to carry this civilian mindset. And at that point, it's like, it's really not the military anymore. It's just civilians in uniforms. But I don't know if I hate what the military is becoming even more than this Senate bill 553. And for those of you who live in California, I really want to know your thoughts on this. California Senate passes bill to stop employees from confronting shoplifters. This came out last month, but I kind of wanted to see how it would unfold and if anything new came up about it. So we're just going to go from here. Supporters of the bill say it would improve the safety of employees in the state while opponents claim it would do nothing to address violence. This is dumb right here. If this is the thing and the bill goes through, ayo, Apple, Target, look out, bro, because I use all that. I'm trying to get some things with this $5 discount, baby. Like, what kind of shit is that to say the bill would improve the safety of employees? Isn't that like the security's job to make sure that nobody's like shoplifting? People could just come in and rob your store. What are you talking about? If they weren't going to shoplift, they'll just rob you. Get some security dude and it says with growing awareness of workplace violence in california which by the way for those of you who don't know i'm like born and raised in california from the bay i love california but i this year i moved to las vegas because that's going downhill fast as shit. it's so bad and the state is trying to take care of all the homeless giving them like needles and like all this shit and so they don't have dirty needles and so they don't like put around AIDS and stuff. I'm like, no, bro. People get paid like a mother. They get money like taking care of these people. But if you guys do want me to cover it in an episode, let me know because I will go in depth with like all the things wrong happening in California. But right here it says, with growing awareness of workplace violence, California needs smarter guidelines to keep workers safe in the office or on the job site. Under the SB 5.5, employers would be prohibited from forcing their workers to confront active shoplifters. And all retail employees would be trained on how to react to active shoplifting. The legislation has the provisions to keep people safe at work. Let's try every reasonable step to prevent another workplace assault or shooting. What the f are you talking about? Are you dumb? That makes no sense. This is just like the with like needles. It's like, no, you know what? People are smoking crack on every single street. Maybe we should just give them like clean needles. Because for those of you who don't know, in California, them tax dollars, why it's so expensive is because Every single week, at least in SF, because I used to work in SF, every Tuesday, walk around, bunch of people giving out free needles to homeless dudes. They go to these encampments, they'll pop in the tents, they'll be like, hey, Bob, hey, Tom and Sarah, sorry to disturb you guys' orgy, but here's some clean needles for you guys. Have a great day. Sometimes they'll, like, clean up all the dirty needles and stuff, but half the time they just be throwing all these dirty needles around, too. The homeless people are like, you, get out of my face, give me my needle like they're the boss i hate that so much and like the homeless population is just growing and growing and growing we need to look
look out and help them. I'm like, no, I don't think you guys know. It's just another way of those organizations making more money, taking more of your tax dollars. And that's, like I said, if you guys want me to cover some more stuff about California, we'll get into it. Oh, what are we supposed to do about these homeless people then? Maybe stop enforcing their terrible, bad habits. Their finances for the week are getting better because you're just giving them all this free food tickets and so on and so forth. And it makes zero sense to me. I literally don't understand what you guys don't see. But as y'all know, I love the conflict, but more so the conversation down below in the comments. Please let me know. I know a lot of you guys on stream have talked about like, this is a way of helping them. It does this, this, and this. And we've gone back and forth. And I think it's a really good conversation because it did bring a little bit of light to my eyes as to why some people think certain ways. But a majority of it is because I think a lot of y'all don't know what actually happens because it turns out that all of y'all who are like, oh, it's okay in California, we should let them like do that. Y'all don't live in California and have no idea what is happening. So it blows my mind when I tell y'all this and you guys are like, oh, no way, dude, they're not doing that. I'm like, yes, they, they are. Isn't that crazy? And now I truly believe, because criminals are not stupid, if this bill passes, everyone's just gonna like form a group. All of your employees that work at these businesses are gonna be in cahoots with the shoplifters. They're gonna be like, oh, well, we can't stop you. And we have the least amount of employees at this time. We don't have security. So just come in here, grab 50 iPads, and then just dip out. Nobody can stop you. And guess what? Nobody goes after the homeless people. So California, oh my God, y'all are about to be triple X games mode. And by the way, that's your asshole job. That's why I got out, bro. I'm in Vegas. I'll be loving this. I went to UFC 290 yesterday. Oh my God. Let me tell you about that really quick. Super awesome. I'm kind of just sitting around. I'm working. I'm trying to get some shit done. And my friend, Chuck Liddell, yes, the motherfucking Iceman, who shout out my boy Chuck. If you guys aren't following him on YouTube, Instagram, go check it out. He's a really funny, awesome, humble human being and a UFC legend. Love you, my guy. He just texts me. He's like, hey, bro. Give me a call, dude. Are you home right now? And I'm like, yeah. And so I give him a call. He's like, hey, you want to go to the fight? Like, why not? Let's go to fight. But I didn't understand that UFC 290 was going on. I show up to where he's staying at, and I'm like, all right, like, I'm here. And he's like, all right, cool, let's go. We start driving, and we pull up to UFC, and I'm like, oh, shit. Not like just a fight fight, like UFC 290. Oh, this is going to be insane. For all you Patreon members out there, y'all got the VIP access with me because y'all will see the stuff that literally doesn't go up anywhere else. But it's basically stuff like me and Chuck, front row, sitting across from Donald Trump who showed up, which was insane. And now I'm even more hyped up because once again, my boy Brandon Herrera, AK guy, he fighting this month. And then in August, the next month, I'm going to the Jake Paul Nate Diaz fight, which is going to be super awesome. And that's probably why y'all are like, damn, Nico's voice sounds even more hoarse than it normally is. And I'm like, yeah, I was screaming like, bro, punch that the fight. It was, it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Now I'm super hyped up for all the fights I'm going to for the rest of the month. And that was a great way to get sidetracked. And I'm just up in here sweating out, thinking about the fight, all the yelling and whatnot. But what's even hotter than that is the planet Earth. For those of you guys don't know, this month set the record for the hottest the Earth has ever been. By the way, when we talk about this, we're not talking about like a specific location, like whatever city or town you're in. And there was like one like place that was the hottest on Earth in like recorded history. It's like, no, the Earth, like the world, the planet as a whole is the hottest it has ever ever been. So let me read this article for you guys. It says the earth reaches the hottest day ever recorded four days in a row. Yeah, it was not one day. I guess the days actually went back to back, which I'm not going to lie is a little 
scary for all of you climate change people for those of you who don't know like i know some of y'all like oh my god this is it the plants i'm like no sit down just give me a minute give me a minute earth warmed to the highest temperature ever recorded by human instruments when the average global temperature reached 17.18 degrees celsius or 62.92 degrees Fahrenheit on Tuesday. But don't forget, this is all back-to-back -back days. And so on Wednesday, it went to 17.2 degrees Celsius, which is 63.01 degrees Fahrenheit. It also went to, on Monday, 16.2 degrees Celsius, which is 61.16 degrees Fahrenheit. And they didn't say exactly like, oh, this is what's causing yada yada. It was just like a brief update that like, holy shit the world getting super super hot now when it comes to like global warming and like climate change and all of that stuff i would love to know what you guys think about all that me i'm just like yo listen the world is just gonna do its thing so i have all these crazy natural disasters and stuff it's gonna find a way to fix itself the temperature is gonna go up and it's gonna go down because the world has been supposed to end like 30 to 50 that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but like four to five times already. But I would like to know if you guys think like this is the end. And like we always talk about resolutions, how can we fix it? How can we lower the world's temperature since it's the hottest it's ever been? Because that's what I want. I don't want to know about like, oh, we f***ed up all these greenhouse gases. It's all the fuel and da 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 Yeah, we already like know that. But like, how could we solve it? And I can't wait till someone's like, oh, well, everyone should just get a Tesla. Terrible idea for those of you who don't know because one just the minerals it takes to do the whole process of like electric car batteries and all this stuff and at the end of the day i guess they did a study as well that by 2030 if over 50 percent of the population was just driving like te teslas and like electric vehicles and all this stuff it would only lower the world's temperature but like 0 0.001 degrees but it would deplete all of our minerals and kill the planet i'm like holy shit you guys have no idea what the f you're talking about half the time. So please just read up, get a little bit of information. And if I don't know something though, and I misspoke, let me know. Because uh, I'm here to learn just like you guys. But with everything getting super sexy, sweaty, hot, apparently now, if you over-exercise, you can have a stroke. What the f is happening? Like, how does that even make sense? A new study suggests that millions of Americans are putting themselves at risk of stroke by aggressively working out. I lost my f mind when i first read this stuff i'm like dude aggressively working out this is all happening around this stupid ass like fat shaming sh like no dude if you're fat it's okay to be fat but we all will acknowledge that you're fat it's like oh wow well that's mean i'm like no it's actually very kind because when you're at that point in your life hence we've talked about before my dad super overweight i told him he was a fat every single day for over a year and then he went to the doctors and the doctor was like hey listen if you ever want to see your grandkids you need to lose this weight because you will not live to see them at this point. So guess what? My dad lost the weight and he doesn't have all of these pains. He's able to sleep now. My dad would walk around with me and my brother when we were younger, if we went like on vacation or anything like that, and we would have to stop from walking around and doing whatever because my dad's feet would swell up because he was so overweight and he would have to like go back to the hotel room and like ice his feet and all these like really, really bad things. But now he's in the best shape of his life and he's living the best he can. So it's not like a, hey, f you, I want you to feel bad about yourself. It's a, hey, I want your life to get better. You can live your life however you want, but I don't want you to not know or not acknowledge this and just think that it's okay. Like it's a very, very dangerous life to just live overweight, not watch what you're eating, taking a bunch of sugar, taking a bunch of like high fructoses and like all of these things. Like take care of yourself.
There's so much life to be lived, and guess what? Take advantage of that because life is extremely short. The study in the journal Physics of Fluids suggests that exercise could dislodge plaque, causing the stroke. So who's at risk? The answer is about 16.5 million Americans. 16.5 million. And I'm going to tell you guys something in a minute. I promise you that number is much, much higher. Americans that have the plaque buildup in their carotid arteries in the neck. Working out gets your blood pumping and it does increase your blood pressure. In these patients, if you were to aggressively exercise, the theoretical knowledge suggests that the sharing forces of the blood flow cause the demand would be higher. Can theoretically cause some of these plaques to break off and shoot off into the brain and cause a stroke. Hey, if y'all wanna jump into some motherfucking conspiracy theories right now, we're gonna jump into the COVID vaccine. What just happened? I believe the um the death of Joe Linder, who was basically a social media health and fitness dude, seemed like a really nice guy. A lot of people were going after him because he, he recently, sadly, just passed away at the age of 30. You look at the dude, he's extremely fit. And a lot of people were attacking this situation like, dude, no, it's like, steroids and stuff like that and yada 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 and i'm like dude i've seen and know a lot of people on steroids and it does not exactly scream out to me steroids the way he's built it just doesn't i don't know though but what i do know is that he had a aneurysm from a clot and a weird thing is on another podcast i believe it was bradley martin's podcast he mentions how when he's talking to him he gets his blood checked every month and yada 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 and they told him that he had these like little clots and stuff like this in his blood randomly after he took the covid vaccine and a lot of you guys are gonna be like well then no that's blue bullshit like it's definitely steroids hey let me tell you guys something for those of you who don't know i almost died last year after i got the vaccine from a blood clot i got a random blood clot after I got the vaccine, which by the way, I did not want to. I did not want to get the COVID vaccine at all. Why? Because I was doing some executive protection stuff. I work around a lot of billionaires and guess what? All the billionaires who are on TV saying get the vaccine, I'm not going to name names because yeah, and, and I will only say so much about this due to professionalism, NDAs, and that work-life tempo. All of those dudes who are like, get the vaccine, be safe. Guess what? None of them got the vaccine a lot of them just said go get the vaccine but they would not get vaccinated until something else came up and then some of them got the vaccination but guess what not all of them have it i did not want to get it but i ended up having to get it due to me traveling around and, and doing some things it's like you could only go to certain countries if you had the vaccination or you would have to like quarantine for like two weeks and it's like no we're on a work tempo we can't do that so you go get the vaccine, and then you can travel and you're good. You can continue to maneuver around in those countries. Very, very interesting. So is this, hey, don't aggressively work out or you could have a stroke thing, have anything to do with that, especially since it's around the time frame of him sadly passing away. Let alone, it's like, why do you want us to not work out? And like, what do they mean by like aggressively? When you work out, you should go hard it's all aggressive because your blood's pumping you're doing physical exercise and then guess what they're gonna do at the end of the day it's just like oh well if you weren't working out and you died it was just due to health concerns the blood clot is from health concerns because you're fat in case you guys didn't know there's no winning in that situation you could work out and be fit but then if you died from the blood clot you were working out too aggressively but then they're telling you oh don't work out too aggressively okay sit down at home and be fat if you sit down at home and be fat Oh, you died due to health concerns. None of it points towards the vaccine at all. That is a huge red flag in my mind. And I would love to know what all of you guys think about that. So, <laughs> yeah, we're going to move on before the God 
FBI breaks into my house. We're going to talk about this new Alzheimer's drug. More drugs. Apparently, the FDA approved an Alzheimer's drug, but it has some terrible side effects. To me, I'm about to read it to you guys, but just sounds like a good way to be like, Grandpa, you want to remember some shit? Cool. And then they're put down like a dog. <laughs> so yeah, let's jump into that. Alzheimer's disease is a brain disorder that slowly destroys memory and thinking skills and eventually the ability to carry out the simplest tasks. So this is when you see like on the, all the TV shows, it's like, grandma forgot my name. They just tend to forget slowly and slowly and slowly. And I've had two family members come across with like Alzheimer's and stuff. And it's kind of a sad thing to see, you know, someone who like your grandma, for instance, like my they love me, right? They care about me. And then they just kind of forget who you are. They'll be like, oh, hi, Dante. And Dante's my brother, though. So Nico and Dante, right? I'll be like, hey, Tutu, this is Nico. She's like, oh, hi, Nico. And then like two minutes later in the conversation, she's like, Dante, can you get me stuff? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, yo, she don't know shit. God damn, okay. It's very sad. And then you're like, oh, I used to be like her whole world. Now she don't even know who I am anymore. But the FDA approved a medication. And it says the Food and Drug Administration on Thursday fully approved the Alzheimer's drug Lequembi amid concerns about its safety, cost, and accessibility. A lot of people are like, oh, well, this is good because apparently it's supposed to help like slow down how quickly Alzheimer's kind of like hits you. Because for some people, it's very, very rapid. Like some people will deteriorate and forget almost anything and everything. And like stated, not be able to do those simple tasks within like months of getting diagnosed or acquiring the disease, which really, really sucks. But apparently this drug is supposed to allow you to take it and instead of it happening over the course of a few simple months, maybe it'll be a couple years and they'll be able to live that life out happily and then, you know, time will unfortunately take them. But the question was, are there any serious side effects? And the response was, yes. Yes, the drug can cause swelling or bleeding in the brain that is often mild or moderate and resolves on its own, but can be serious and in very rare cases be fatal. The FDA was so concerned about the side effects that it required a black box warning, the most urgent level on the drug's label, saying that the medication can cause serious and life-threatening effects. I'm kind of like torn between this. I'm like, I, it's kind of like, a, at the end of the day, it's a risk. It's more so a, a risk versus reward thing, but there's no reward is what it sounds like. It just kind of sounds like, oh yeah, they're going to remember an extra sh for like a year. Grandma and grandpa are going to be able to wipe their for one extra year because they're going to remember this shit. But then after that year, they're going to die. But let me know down below in the comments if you guys would actually allow your family members to take this or if you would even want them to take this. Me personally, I would be like, no, I'm I'm so good. But we have to also remember to not be selfish at the end of the day. Like, yeah, you guys will be super excited. They won't forget your name. They'll remember you and stuff like that. But you also might kill them. Oh, well, we don't want them to forget shit. What if they want to remember stuff well then they can say i want to take the drug that's on them let them make that decision it's not for us okay and so now one thing i kind of want to start covering and incorporating into the brulianos podcast is international news so the reason i want to start incorporating international news is because we live in a really great country and we're extremely privileged and a lot of people are like oh well it's so violent here it's so bad and da -da -da -da. i'm like no i think you guys are absolutely blind to things happening around the entire world and how actually violent and terrible some places are. So to start, we're gonna read this of what's going on in Nigeria, very sad. Government have killed 24 villagers in the latest attack in Nigeria's hard hit north. The government arrived to Akpuna village 
in the state's Yukum district on Saturday, shooting dead the villagers before escaping the area. According to Kula, the spokesman for the Bureau of State's governor, policemen blame the attack on militia gang. And Common references the armed forces in Nigeria's hit hard northwest and central regions where armed violence has claimed the lives of thousands in the last year. Lastly, stating, I lack words to express my shock and sympathy to the family of the lost ones. So the only reason I, I bring this up is because also last podcast, we mentioned the gun control and a lot of the things going on with that. For those of you who think that we can be like, you shouldn't be able to have guns. Okay, cool. So all the good people won't have weapon systems. These militia gangs, okay, they're illegally acquiring weapon systems. And as you can see, they can just go up to a village and kill 24 people who cannot defend themselves. Those 24 people have not a single weapon in sight because they can't properly acquire them because it's illegal. That's what the United States is going to be. You guys don't know what danger is. This is what's going to turn up. This is going to be your city, your town, wherever you're at. Keep that in mind and always have a means to protect and defend yourself. It's extremely important. Do not be blind. You're only looking at the United States as a whole and trying to create fairyland, but you live in such a happy, cool, calm, collected, civilized place. You have no idea what real violence is. You think a mass shooting is a, a terrible thing. They don't even consider this a mass shooting over there this is normal everyday life and that is just bad people doing whatever they want because they are illegally requiring or acquiring weapon systems don't be a victim people protect yourselves you should have a weapon system or a means of protecting yourself okay so lastly we're going to talk about something that has been kind of out and about since march 2023 but a lot of people are not aware of what's going on in uganda and some of the acts that are being passed i was speaking with a buddy i, I brought this up to him and he had no idea i was like oh my god you didn't hear about what's happening with the anti-homosexuality act of 2023 in uganda so this may trigger some of you because it does have to do with the lgbtq community uh, and if you guys are not aware of what's going on, um, let me know down below in the comments if you didn't even know this was a thing. But these are the things that go on in the world. And there's a lot of news and information that we should always arm ourselves with and be aware of. So the Anti-Homosexuality Act of 2023 is an act of the Parliament of Uganda that restricts freedom of speech on LGBT civilian rights and introduces harsher penalties for certain types of homosexuality acts long story short you can't be gay like a big no-no it says the act prescribes life imprisonment for gay sex and the death penalty or aggravated homosexuality so the latter of offenses include serial offenders same-sex sex in a position of authority or procured by intimidation sex with persons older than 75 sex with the disabled and mentally ill and homosexual acts committed by a person with a previous conviction of homosexuality. Further, under its provisions, the promotion of homosexuality is punishable by imprisonment for up to 20 years and fines. Yeah, we're going to end it on that, but that is what has been kind of going on in Uganda, and you're seeing a lot of, like, actual hate crimes and like acts of violence against people who are homosexuals or part of that LGBT community and stuff like that. And I think that's really sad. Y'all know me. I'm all about love who you want to love. It is what it is, but it is like totally not okay. Your ass is just going to get blapped if you go to Uganda. So 
appreciate the fact that a lot of us live here and it, it's as civilized as it is and we're allowed to do what we can do. Yeah, we can always want more. We can want more rights and yada, yada, yada. But don't think the United States is the worst country in the entire world. Yeah, that's kind of like a weird tangent. I don't want to talk about international news. It's something I briefly literally just thought about right before I started this podcast. I promise I'll go with more in-depth pool topics and uh yeah, that's it for the Brutally Honest podcast with your host, me, Nico Ortiz. I hope you guys all have a great rest of your day and make sure you stop by in the comments. Thanks for stopping by.